Hey y'all, welcome to the first episode of the Because We Can podcast featuring Asia and Shaka. Would you like to introduce yourself first, Shaka? Hello everybody, my name is Shaka. Um, honestly, I'm just a girl. <laughs> um, I'm a boy mom. Um, I, I really don't have much else to say about myself, but you guys will get to know me. You guys will get to know me through this adventure that we're going on. So, yeah, like I said, I'm just a girl. I'm glad you did that because I never know how to introduce myself. So I thought you was going to come on here and be like, have this whole biography. (laughs) My palms were sweating because I I said, I'm just a girl and a boy mom. That's it. You was going to say all these things. I'm telling you, last night, like. I have so much anxiety about stuff like this. So in my mind, I was like laying out like, should I tell them about like <laughs> third grade when I won best reader award? Like, okay. I was- <laughs> like through this through this adventure and through this journey, they will get to know me until then. I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Asia. Um, yeah. Y'all will get to know more and more about me. I feel like I'm not going to lay everything out in the first podcast because, you know, then y'all won't tune in for all the other ones if y'all know everything. I'm Asia. I have um, a nine-year-old daughter. I am engaged. I have an 11-year-old stepdaughter. And I'm, you know, just figuring out life. Um, Me and Shaka came together. We met in another podcast group. And we came together to create a podcast where Black women that aren't in a monolith, um, Black women that have something to say, want to speak, want to talk, want to have these thought-provoking conversations, um, we want to come together and we want to talk to y'all. And we want to talk to each other. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, Oh, I guess because I did say I'm a boy mom. I guess I can say how old my baby is. I have a tiny person. He is only one and... Like I said, I'm a boy mom, but I'm not a weird boy mom, you guys, because I know people feel like boy moms are weird. And I'm one of those weird boy moms that feel like my son is my king and, like, he's replacing the man that I really need in my life. No, I know I need a man. I know that. I know I need a husband. Definitely in the market. <laughs> but, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a weird boy mom. I love my son, of course, but I love my little tiny one-year-old, but I'm not a weirdo about it. But a very put together boy mom. She had a very nice birthday party for him. And I was like, I gotta get my shit together. Oh my because God. I don't know how stressed out I was. I'm not a mom. Like, I don't like birthday parties. And I'm starting to feel bad about it because I gave Harmony like one birthday party when she was like one years old that she cannot remember because at the time she was one. Um, and then I uh, gave her another one when I came back from Korea, but it was like very, uh, very spur of the moment. And it was at Chuck E. Cheese. So I don't even know if that counts. Like Chuck E. Cheese is the pick. I don't blame you. Chuck E. Cheese, do it at Chuck E. Cheese because I I went, I did too much. Like you just said, he's one. He's not going to remember this. I did entirely too much. It was, it was cute. But I was so stressed. Like, I pretty much did everything by myself. It don't, I, he won't be getting another birthday party until he's at least five. 
And if we do, it is literally cake and ice cream and that's it because I'm not, I'm not putting all of that stress on myself. It was so nice. I'm, I'm very much a vacation mom. Like let's go to Disney. That's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm more of a, we're going to go have an experience. We're going to go somewhere this year since he's still a tiny person. We're probably just going to go to the beach and as he's getting older, he can tell me what what he wants to do. Then we'll do that. But birthday parties, no. No more. Yeah. We did it for the cute photos and the memories and stuff, but if it's not a milestone birthday, we're going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. I'm excited to be doing it with you. We've been planning this for a while. We've been planning this rollout for a minute. Yes, we have. And I am too, because I've been wanting to do a podcast for years now i started listening to what was that i think lip service angelie's lip service years ago and ever since then i've wanted to do a podcast and i've talked to people about it me and so many other people were supposed to start a podcast and it just never fell through that's why i'm so glad that we got to meet each other in the other podcast group because and like nobody i'm i'm kind of like a i come up with these great ideas and then i get in my head and be like it's not going to work until I don't do it. And so that's why I'm so glad that I met you because you were like, okay, let's do it. Here's this. What about that? Okay, we're going to get this together. And like you were like, we're going to do it. And it was like, okay, let's do it. Pushing because you'd be like, wait, well, let's just wait to do this. Let's just wait. I'm like, no, girl. <laughs> yes, the other day you were like, let's do the one person one today. Oh, yep, I guess we're going to do it. Because <laughs> you were like, no, let's just wait till summer 2025. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this today, ma'am. In my but, head, I just, I just always want things to be because I know, like, there's no such thing as perfect, but it's like as perfect as possible. That's my problem. No, I, I, just I want get things it. To be as like as put together as they can, because my anxiety will just like it's just through the roof. I can but see that. Like, one of the things to put be put together as perfect as possible. I just put things off because it's like, oh, this timing is not right. This is not the way I want it to be. And then, like you said, here's summer 2025. (laughs) I see that. You were giving me anxiety. Like, I'm telling you, I, so for the rollout of today, what I had planned was like, I was going to do a little charcuterie board. I was, I'm not big on wine, but I was going to go get some wine and some drinks. And like, I was telling my fiance, get out the house. (laughs) I was making plans for my daughter to leave. And then unexpectedly yesterday, my fiance's dad passed away. And it it kind of like caught us all I don't want to say it caught us off guard. It did. Like, it wasn't, we weren't expecting it. But he was also sick. Not very, very sick. But also, like, we could foreshadow it. And I had a foreshadowing something bad was about to happen. But I just didn't know what. So, I'm telling him, like, Saturday I'm recording this podcast. Because we're supposed to have date night tomorrow. And um, I'm like, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm like, I wonder if she eats this. I wonder if she eats that, blah, blah, blah. And then we get this news. And we I stayed at his mother's house till about like 10 o'clock, 11 last night. And I just, I have him on my mind because he has this whole very much 
black man. I have to be tough and strong. So, you know, he hasn't, to me, he hasn't broken down or had his moment yet. So I'm like waiting for the other shoe to fall. So that's been stressing me out. So I'm literally over here, edges messed up, no bra on, just looking a mess. And when I'm like figuring out how to do the podcast, I'm like, okay, I can send her the link so we can just talk to each other. Because if you came over here today, you'd probably be like, oh, child. Listen, first and foremost, I want to send my condolences and I'm definitely praying for your fiance and his family. I lost my dad at a very young age and it's still something that affects me to this day. So same. Thank you. I, I, I definitely get it. Um, and girl, I, one, I listen, you will learn. I do not judge. I am very unjudgmental. I would not have cared. <laughs> I would not have cared if I came over and, and things were in disarray. It is okay. I understand life be life in things happen like it's okay. But I mean, well, when, and I'm so glad that you still figured out a way for us to be able to record when we can, when we can be together, we will be. And if not, we'll, we'll make it work. Listen, because if I would have opened the door, you would have saw me in these, uh, list. I don't even like Georgia. And you would have saw me in some Georgia pajama pants and some slides. You're like, I'm doing a podcast with a crazy woman. She didn't have a drink. She didn't have no food. <laughs> oh, Southern God, women so are crazy. supposed to be hostesses. So she funny. did not host. And I was going to bring a, a, a little some wine or like a little small bottle or something just to like break the ice loose <laughs> so it's okay it's and then okay. I was asking one of my friends I was like I don't know like I think she rolls up should I have some weed laid out and my friend was like you doing too much <laughs> no that wouldn't have been doing too much it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like should I have some like pre-rolls you know <laughs> you don't have to have it but I'll never pass up weed or food I <laughs> Well, I'm about to start. I'm 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 trying to start my fitness journey because I I need to unbig my back. Girl, I've been trying, and I just feel like sometimes in certain clothes I look like a pack of busted biscuits, and I don't want to look like that anymore. Girl, I've been I went to spin class this morning, and. Pregnancy was a beautiful thing, but pregnancy also just destroyed whatever little shape I had. (laughs) We have we have a gym in my apartment and I just need to get in there. Just just get in there. It takes time, but also food is so good. Yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely the problem. Food is amazing. It's just food is so good and I'm I'm trying so hard to diet myself, but it's like all the stuff that they're telling us we should be eating, why would if if I could have Waffle House, why would I wanna go across the street to Panera and get me a kale smoothie? Exactly. Exactly. I whoever the powers that be up there, all these vegan uh, connoisseurs, and whoever I need y'all to find 
healthy food that tastes good. And don't tell me about no uh, acai bowls. I'm not trying to hear. First of all, I just found out that that's how acai was pronounced probably about three weeks ago. (laughs) And then I'm still like, why, why, why is it pronounced like that? Acai and quinoa. I mean, quinoa. Because I say quinoa. I was saying quinoa for the longest, and I tried to make myself. I can hear somebody say quinoa. I'm like, what is quinoa? Oh, it's quinoa. I tried to, like, go vegan. I told myself, oh, I'm going to go vegan for uh, a week. It lasted all one day. But I'm in the grocery store, and I'm like, yes, can you guys help me? Like, show me where the quinoa is. And this little white girl's looking at me like, so what? You know, they love they love when we sound uncultured. They she's looking at me like the what? <laughs> Girl, the quinoa. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like uh the quinoa, please. And she's like, You mean the quinoa? It's over here. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I just got over the flu. That's why I can't pronounce things right. <laughs> I would be like, girl, you know what I'm talking about. Like, stop playing with me. Because I'm saying, you know, and I know you know what I'm talking about because you said the thing that I'm looking for. So, don't and play like, with Girl, don't be trying to act uppity because we both from the South. Exactly. <laughs> you feel like, oh, girl, don't cut it, cut it out. Like trying to act like you so much better than me when your great great grandma was sucking from the tip of my great 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 grandma. You know what? But that leads us into today's episode. I was my I was my party. But that's a great great way to get started. (laughs) That leads us into today's episode. Um. So, have you heard, uh, so, during Super Bowl, did you watch Super Bowl? You know, not for real, and I really didn't even, well, I eventually watched it later, the entire performance of the the Super Bowl halftime show, but no, I really, well, I watched, I guess you could say I watched the end of the Super Bowl, because I've seen seen the Chiefs win, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, because, yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. Dumbass Bay Area on mine, East Oakland, you know, all that good shit. <laughs> so, so, of course, I was going for the Niners and the Chiefs won. Boo. Uh, Keith Lee said the Bay Area is Gotham City. You know what? It's why do you think I'm here where we are? <laughs> and, it was, and it wasn't even, it wasn't as bad as it was now when I left. Like, I, I left right before COVID. I left home right before COVID. Some crazy stuff happened, and I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to move down south for the longest. I'm out of here. And just came down here with my cousin for a few months and then started my life down here. But it is. It's it's it's, it's wild back home. It's um, it's hard. If you don't have two to three jobs, I don't know how you're making it in the Bay. You got to you gotta have a – you got to hustle – you gotta sell plays. <laughs> it's, it's hard. That's sad, and that's a whole other episode. Like the way that I have become a capitalism ranger, I talk about it every day. 
I talk about capitalism every day. I feel like my friends, I feel like my friends don't want to talk to me anymore. (laughs) I squeeze, I squeeze capitalism into every conversation. That's exactly why we need this podcast (laughs) because I be wanting to talk about so much, and they be like, "Shot." Nobody, nobody even knows what you're talking about. Like, I promise you, my friend could be talking about like, oh man, I'm I'm stuck in traffic. It's so annoying, and I could be like, and and back to if it weren't for capitalism, there would be no traffic. And it wouldn't. Like, I can't wait for us to do. I can't wait for us to do that episode because it's going to be part one, two, three, four, and five. I have statistics pulled up. That I am ready for this conversation. I have graphs. I have pie charts. I have examples by name. I have witnesses. I'm ready. But besides, aside from Usher, like tearing the stage up, I'm so very proud of him. Um, during that, our girl Beyonce decided she was going to do a Verizon commercial. And I'm shocked because first of all, Beyonce don't talk to us. And I love that for us. After, listen, (laughs) after what, you know, a certain celebrity, the stunt she pulled at the beginning of the year, I am lucky to be a part of a, a fan club, a fan group of a celebrity that just, shh, she don't say nothing. I love now, that. Would you say your name, even though this is the first episode? And please don't, please don't. Oh well, oh well. That, you know what? Wait, hold on, hold on. I just, I just, I just got this house. I don't want my address leaked. <laughs> I don't even have nothing to say negative to say about Miss Onika. I honestly feel like she needs help, and I want her to get help. I, I want her to get. I, I, I she needs help. I don't know if it's rehab that she needs. I don't know if it's, well, I say I don't know if it's rehab, but it's definitely some mental health help that she needs. Mm-hmm. And she needs, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know her husband. I don't know her situation, but it seems like maybe the people around her are just like, you're the money machine, so keep getting us some money. But I feel like baby needs some help. I'm not, I don't, because I don't, as much negative as I think about her, I, I don't even have nothing negative to say. I want her to get some help. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with everything said. Um, so Beyonce dropped a Verizon commercial and she was talking about breaking the internet. And then at the end, she said, drop the music. Now, she did Act One Renaissance. We both went to different um, concerts and I was mind blown. I loved, first of all, the Renaissance itself, like that body of work is pristine and there's bodies of work music i'm i love music um even though i only played the clarinet for like two years i love music um that's one of my favorite forms of art i feel like i cannot live without music i have to listen to it every day to function um there's bodies of work that I feel like when I hear a song and if it's something that touches me or moves me deeply, I can remember exactly where I was when I heard the song, exactly what I was doing, exactly, you know, what what 
moved through me and how I felt. I remember exactly where I was when Renaissance dropped. I was in Las Vegas for my fiance's birthday. I remember exactly where I was. And I remember at first, I'm like, hmm, what is Beyonce doing? Because I See, didn't that's crazy because I can say, like, I love Renaissance. But at first, like, Beyonce always has some, always does something that kind of has to, like, rub off on me. I have to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, and Renaissance was one of the most, like, what was the, what was the other album her and Jay-Z came out with? Like, the, um, the joint when she was rapping. Like, I had to get into it. But once I got into it, and like I said, once I started listening to what she's saying and got past, like, the actual, like, the beats and, like, I get, I, honestly, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of bad like some of the other people, like, what is she doing? Like, stick to what you do, Beyonce. <laughs> but like I said, but then once I get to listening to it, it's like, yo, this is, this is, this is the shit. Have you guys heard the new Beyonce? So for Renaissance, I don't come from a house background. Um, I feel like I didn't know about, I come from the the South. Um, I come from a very Southern family, grew up in Baptist and Pentecostal churches my whole life, you know, taught that homosexuality is a sin, all that jazz, right? So I didn't know about house culture the LGBT community, that culture, up until I joined the army and I started making friends in the LGBT uh, community. And I had a friend that was deep in the community and he'd be taking me in and out of gay clubs. And that's when I'm hearing like house music and I'm being introduced to this new form and I'm learning about um, pride and where, where everything stemmed from. And I'm getting a new taste of this culture. And so when I first heard Renaissance, I'm like, okay, I understand. But I don't understand. Like, Beyonce, why aren't you doing it? So while some of the songs really resonated with me, I think the first song that I really, really loved was Church Girl. That was the first song I fell in love with. And then Plastic Off the Sofa. And then the other ones, I I feel like I had to give it a spin, one or two spins. And then I'm like, okay, I really like this. Definitely, I'd say those were my two favorite songs too at first. Um, like you said, Church Girl and Plastic Off the Sofa were definitely like my my shit at first. And then I'd say Plastic Off the Sofa and the way Plastic Off the Sofa and Virgo Groove like just blends in with each other. I she put her foot in that. Like she really who whoever worked on those songs with her and her and Beyonce really put their foot in that. But I'd say see and I. I was, I'll say, I was, I like, I know house music. It's not something that I'm going to turn on or listen to. Um, but, like, I was, a, like, I because I grew up in the Bay Area, we are, and that's what's so, I'm saying that's another reason I'm so glad we started this, because we're, like you said, you're from, you're, you were raised in a Southern family. I was raised in the Bay Area by a single parent. So, like, it's, I, like I said, I'm glad we started this podcast. But, um Oh, snap. You lost your hand. this out. Um, but those two songs were definitely my favorite songs off the album. Like you said, the rest of it definitely did have to grow on me. But once I started listening, and like like I said, every it did. It started, it was like, now I listen to Renaissance all the time. I honestly have to like stop myself 
from listening to Renaissance. It's like, okay, turn on something else now. <laughs> you you didn't, you didn't listen to it a few times already. You can listen to some, listen to some of your other music. Turn on some Ari Linux. But do you know how influ- influential in 2024 or in the 2020s? Because I feel like in today's culture, we have a lot of quick bop music. Like we have a very a lot of quick TikTok music that's very popular for uh, a month or six months and then it falls off and then we rarely hear it again. So for her to drop an album that first of all, those beats seem together flawlessly. Like Jay-Z must've told her that her half of the rent was due and she was shocked. Like she must've just bought a Birkin and spent her half of the rent money and he was like, blue tuition due, yo half of the rent due. Like the whole album really blends together really well, but but you can see that that plastic off the sofa and Virgo's groove every time it it gets me every every time I listen to it it gets me every time I said every time I said she put her foot she put her goddamn foot in this song honey both these songs but to be able to still play it the way we play it two years later i still have friends that are still bumping it two years later i was in the gym last week and they were doing a class and somebody was playing it like relentlessly two years later um which leads me into my next point act one was house and now we find out that act two the first two singles are country songs so we can only assume that Act Two, our girl is going back to her Southern roots, her H Town, Texas roots. We're gonna have a honky tonk. So, have you heard the songs? Have I heard the songs? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put on my reporter voice and ask. Oh my god, have I heard the songs? Have you stopped playing them? Is a better question. No, <laughs> absolutely not. First, which one is your favorite? Um, I can't say I have a favorite because I I like both of them. Um, I feel like Texas Texas Hold'em is like a fun song. It's cute. It's the one that we need to do a line dance to. And Sixteen Carriages is it kind of honestly like I don't know if you're the oldest child, but it feels like it's an OD to the oldest kid. Why are you reading my mind? <laughs> because like so it is and I am the oldest child. Okay. I'm I'm my mom well my dad's I'm my father's only child and I am my mother's oldest. And me and my brother are ten years apart, so you can only imagine I'm more I was more of like a second parent than a sibling. So yes. <laughs> it, it really resonates. Listen, resonates 16 Carriages had me when I listened to it. So the first time I heard it, we were going, it was coming back from Super Bowl. Then the next time I listened to it, I was getting up going to the gym. I don't know if that first time you came to my house, if it took you the back way through that long stretch of road off the highway, like that country area. It's like a yes, long stretch of road. It's like wooded areas, country feel. And I'm listening to 16 Carriages. You couldn't tell me I wasn't in the back 
of one of those 16 carriages with a flask in my hand, a cigarette in my mouth, a cowboy hat on my head, boot tapping, leaving my house. Riding away, honey. (laughs) Leaving my home to go support my mama and my 16 uh, siblings. After I done just turned 17, okay? Like, 16 carriages hits something different for me because I know the feeling of being the oldest sibling and being expected to go out and work and come back home and support and kind of having to push my, what I really wanted to do to the side in order to look out for the family. And then having to grow up so quickly because again, I wasn't a child. I was a second parent. Um, and then Texas Hold'em is a bop. It Texas is a bop. Hold'em is definitely a bop. And I feel like for me, Renaissance took me a while because I did not understand house music. My stepdad was very deep into country. And also I'm from Florida. And while people don't consider Florida the South, there is a lot of very- People don't consider Florida the South. That's the South, South, South. People love people love because cult because Florida is very cultural. Who so said that? I've been hearing that my whole life. Listen, Florida has because people see Florida and they think Miami. That's still the South. Like, listen, do you guys not hear the way Carisha and JT talk? Their country is hell. Well. Yeah, I'm saying, see, when when people say when people argue that Texas is not the South and Texas is more West, I'll more agree with that than Florida not being the South. You can't get no more South than Florida. I so I feel like Florida is a multifaceted South. It definitely is. It is. Because we, yeah, we do have like areas like Little Haiti. We do have a whole bunch of Dominicans. We do have a very strong Hispanic um culture so there are parts of florida in south florida where you will go down there and all you're hearing is spanish but there are a lot of understand how people can be like okay miami doesn't feel selfish it doesn't feel selfish but however florida is as south as you can get baby but people don't realize the Miami and South Florida is just a part of Florida. There's so much. So the part of Florida I grew up in is woods, horses, cows, pigs. Like my stepdad worked on a farm. He his his dad owned cows and horses and chickens. Like that's what I grew up around. And then there's of course like little city parts, but Florida is definitely the south. So I grew up to my stepdad listening to a lot of country music i grew up to my mom dabbling in country sometimes so i could resonate with beyonce going country a little bit quicker than i did with renaissance because i understood that country background like daddy lessons when people when lemonade came out and people were like confused about daddy lessons i was on daddy lessons quick First of all, I was on that whole album real, real bad, real bad. But Daddy Lessons, it's my that boy is playing you what? Baby, <laughs> like I said, I'm <laughs> Daddy says shoe. I'm a Beyonce fan though, and that's the thing. 
I'm like I said, it, it takes me a minute to catch on sometimes, but Beyonce can't do no wrong in my eye. So Beyonce ate Matthew up on Daddy Lessons. Beyonce. <laughs> when when Beyonce puts on her uh cowboy hat and her Stetson, she eats Matthew up. She she really do. She she every really time, she every really time she said I don't know what happened in Houston. But every time she stepped foot in Houston and she put them pretty little toes in some cowboy boots, she eats Matthew up. Every time. Every time. I don't want him to come to this world tour because his feelings going to be hurt. But wait, we I, I have to say we still love and appreciate Matthew because without Matthew... Oh, yes. His contribution... His or Solange, because I love me some Solange, too. That's my cousin in my head. Oh, Solange, listen... There is no, there is no Beyonce without Solange. That's my baby right there. That's. Listen, Solange albums. Hmm. 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 You better ask about her. You better ask about her. Um, but I, I loved both songs. I'm very excited about this country era, and I feel like. I'm glad that Beyonce is stepping into this country era because I realize that it is opening up doors for black country artists. And I I don't want to say opening up doors because we've already had black country artists, but I feel like society makes black people feel like we only have two categories and that is- We can only do rap and R&B. That's it. And I feel like- (laughs) And that's the thing. And you know what's crazy is that I've been, even before Beyonce started this, like I was, I kept hearing about like black country artists that are like that people are listening to. And I was like, I need to go listen to them. I need to go listen to them. And now it's like, I have go, go, go listen to them. Cause it's not like Beyonce is the only black person that's doing it. It's just that it's Beyonce. So now everybody's paying attention. Yes. And so, I don't think that she's opening doors for them. I just think that she's highlighting the fact that they exist, which is perfect because now that there's now there's a discussion. Now there's okay, Beyonce isn't the only one that's doing this. We have others doing this and we have other ones that are popping up and I love that. Like people are bringing up the fact that K Michelle does country and she's been doing it for a while. And she's been doing country. And she, first of all, Kay Michelle's from Memphis, and that voice, her, her, first of all, her regular voice, like, I love Kay Michelle's accent. I could listen to her talk all day. (laughs) But her singing voice, absolutely. I've been waiting for her country album to drop forever because I know that that is, that's a, a ball that she can carry across the field easily she could eat the girls up um and some other ones that i've like been researching and i've heard songs from that i think that are worth mentioning um amethyst kaya breland willie jones tanner adele and Raina roberts it's this i don't know if you mentioned him let me go you know what never mind because that'll probably take me some time it's this other one. It's this young man I heard, I seen the other day. He had a really good song with Tanner Adele. I heard one of Tanner Adele's songs the other day. I was like, this is really cute and fun. On like TikTok? Country. Huh? On TikTok? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm saying, I'm like, this, this was really, it's really cute. And it's crazy because, like you said, we're so, we're supposed to be stuck in R&B and hip-hop that people aren't even pushing stuff like this. And this is a, it was a cute song. It was a good song that I feel like we, people should know more. And because it's a black person doing country, we don't but know. Where I kind of, I feel like, when did it turn into um, genres of music that we created, genres of music that we made popular? When did that get stolen from up under our feet and then be turned around? Because I've seen, and I've seen it from both sides, a lot of white people and black people attacking Beyonce and other black artists for dabbling into other genres and i want to know like when did that become a thing because country music was started from us house music was started from us rock and roll um i can't i I don't feel like we can say when did that become a thing because things that has well that has been going on forever like we we make something hot or we we do something and then when we do it it's deemed vulgar and uncouth and ghetto and just bad but when they discover it or when somebody else discovers it and put it on a runway or put it in a magazine then it's high fashion then it's cool then it's hip so I can't I can't say we can say when did this happen because it's always been happening but I feel like nowadays People, like, especially now, because we have, like, the internet, like, anything you don't know is because you don't want to know. I feel like we, like, people just don't care that where the origin of the music started at. Um, To them, country is for southern white folk. So, why are you guys doing it? (laughs) Like... Well, what are you doing singing country? You're supposed to sing R&B and you're supposed to rap. What are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing with rock and roll. Rock and roll was created. But even even with rap now, because you, you're starting to see a lot more rappers that are not of African, or just that are not black or of African descent or African-American descent, whatever you want to say. But like, you have your G-Eazy's, you have your Jack Harlow's, you have your Post Malone's, you have your M&M's and maybe one day down the line (laughs) rap might end up being a genre that's not for us. It's almost it well it's not even almost it is it's like we create things and it gets taken from us and rebranded and then wiped from us and I feel like what pisses me off is a lot of the times, and if there's any white people listening to this, I want y'all to listen and like really take this in because sometimes y'all mask yourselves as allies, but then y'all stand back and y'all watch these things happen to us and y'all don't speak up and you can't be an ally and watch the erasure or the erasure of uh, black culture and be mute. And I see that, like, for example, with the Kardashians. When Khloe Kardashian came out 
and had braids in her hair and was featured in all these magazines. They speak on everything. But that woman never came out and said, I took this from black culture. I didn't come up with wearing grills. I've seen almost every Kardashian sister wearing a grill. And they never, when it was rebranded. Every time I see it, it's still, every time I see it, I see it, it still shocks me. And when it was rebranded as a new style, it was never like, we took this from black culture. Actually, let let me point you to the black woman we saw doing this. Or let me point you to the black man we got this from. It was taken and accepted as something they created. Y'all have to stop doing that. Um, And black people, I'm talking to y'all now, y'all gonna stop inviting everybody to the cookout. Because that's what's happening right now. I noticed that all these other cultures, and I saw this on Twitter because I don't want to steal nobody's quote, but I saw somebody say that we be so quick to, if somebody snap on beat, they trip walk. All you got to do is have a little rhythm and you invite it to the cookout. Y'all invite, if you see like the one uh, dude that was at Mardi Gras and he was thinking thinking with my dick or whatever bouncing yes. to that. The Gras, the last year's in Mardi Gras. He made yes. money. And he made wrong. money. And then Louisiana Caucasians, they 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 got they got a little sauce in them anyway. Yo. They still should not be invited to the cookout. But he <laughs> no, made money. people to the cookout. <laughs> he made money off of that. Like he made money off of that and he was invited to the cookout. And when we do something exceptional, if there's a, a black girl out there who knows Green Day and can sing Green Day word for word or All American Rejects or <laughs> girl, I'm being for real. They, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know this Taylor Swift song word for word. You don't word see them listen. I went, she's here. <laughs> And I'm on the bleachers. They not invited me to the honky song. <laughs> you don't see them talking about, well, she's invited to Starbucks. Oh, God. <laughs> if I go in the kitchen right now and I can whip up the nicest goddamn California sushi roll, uh, them Asians are not talking about, oh, we inviting her to the, I don't know what to say because I don't want to be culturally insensitive. <laughs> But y'all know what I where I'm going with this. You definitely like, can't come sit at the table with the Asians. Those other cultures do not invite us into. They will let us pay to come eat at their restaurants. They'll let us pay to attend their concerts, but they're not inviting us in. We will literally invite people in and let them partake and like make. Money. All you gotta do is all you gotta do is snap your fingers to your step. You got girls like Whoa Vicky and the Cash Me Outside girl. Oh God! Have, that have made we got we got we got to make this short. So like, <laughs> don't get me started. Listen, that have made millions off of cosplaying as black women or their version of what they think black women are, and so I feel like when we do go back to our roots such as country music or house music or rock music, it seems like, oh, well, you know, black, you, you see black people, they're, they're stealing our stuff and we don't say anything because I've seen these conversations on Twitter in response to Beyonce trying country, but we started that. 
And it's like I said, it's like ma'am, ma'am stealing what? Banjos were played by slaves. Banjos were a a instrument specifically played by slaves. That was the only thing that they were allowed to play, and that it was derived from an instrument in Africa. But like I was saying, that goes back to people being woefully ignorant because at this point, you can find that on the internet. Like you can go Google this stuff and and be and be educated and know that um country music was started by black people country um words came from black people that rock and roll came from black people it's like they they don't care to know um that and and one thing i want to shout out beyonce for doing is we because also a lot of black people don't know and how could they because it's not being taught and one thing that i noticed in in the land of like social media and um just this land of like everything being caught at the fingertips people are not going or everything being readily available at the fingertips people are not going to research anything anymore and so we're just going to go by what we're being what we're being taught and we know that black history is not being accurately depicted in school it's black history month and i remember back in school at least for mm, two weeks out of the month our schools would at least teach us a little bit of something but right now in school my daughter is learning about christopher columbus and him stealing land with his compadres Pause, rewind. In the month of February, she she has not learned any Black history this month in her history class, and I know because we just went over a study guide that she had because she had a test this month. She's not learned any Black history. If I'm lying, I'm flying. You know, you know what? I want to say I want to say that I'm surprised, but I'm not because we are still in the South. Like, let's not forget. But we also are, are, we are in Georgia, so it's like, what about Martin? Like, y'all not going to even teach babies about Martin Luther King? Even though, like, like it's so much more to black history than that, especially in this country. But, like, y'all could at least, at the bare minimum. Nope. So I applaud Beyonce for doing what she's doing and reclaiming back, because music is her wheelhouse. So her reclaiming back what's in her wheelhouse and teaching us black history through music. I appreciate that because I didn't know, you know, house music was derived from us until I researched that. But she started that conversation. I never would have known where to look if she hadn't started that conversation. So I'm happy that that was brought up. And I'm glad to see that she's going back to her roots with country. And I'm glad that it's opening up doors or highlighting other black country artists. So it's encouraging young uh, black and brown children. Like you ain't got to just listen to rap. You don't, because when I was a kid, I was made fun of for listening to other types of music. So fuck y'all who used to make fun of me for listening to Hillary Duff and NSYNC. See, I didn't get made fun of because I didn't let people know that I listened to it. I used to have to hide. I got made fun of so bad. I got made fun of that I liked Paramore. 
And even NDRE, I remember this girl made fun of me. I never forget it. I was in seventh grade and I had this NDRE CD and she made fun of me like, you listen to this. She turned out to be a loser. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) but anyways, I'm so glad that she's letting us know and letting our children know, like, you don't only have to listen to hip-hop you don't only have to listen to r&b there's so much more art and culture out there for our people from our people like and and shout out to the country artists that paved the way for beyonce linda martell ray charles love him even though he was something else uh charlie (laughs) pride uh Defford ba- Bailey, like it's so many of them out there that paved the way for Darius Rucker, so many, uh, so many, and I can't wait to see. I mean, who was that that just performed at the Grammys? Tracy, Edmund? Tracy Chapman, I love her too. Fast car, <laughs> but that's because they honestly feel like, well, most people feel like, as I feel like, as Black people, we know, especially if you if you have a diverse group of friends and you speak with and like interact with different type of black people, you know that we're not all the same and that we're not all a monolith, but that's what, that's what I guess you can say most people that are not black expect for us to be. And so that's what, that's the box that we're supposed to be in. Like you're not like most people to the outside world. Like I said, if you're not black, most of us are, uneducated we're criminals we can't be trusted we're bad people and like like I said as a black person you know that like we're not all like that and then like we're not all like that and some of us we can be like that but we can also be like totally different people or we can be diverse and we can be like me personally, like I'm, I can be really kind of, I really don't like the word ghetto. You might hear me use it sometimes, but I really don't care for it. I can be hood and I can also be like, like I said, I, I listen to Paramore and country music also. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I'm very different. And sometimes people be like, you're weird, but I don't think I'm weird. I just think I'm me. I feel like we're multifaceted and I hate that we get put in this box, but other people do not. Like, no one gets on to Drake for being a white Jewish man that cosplays as black and be around here going from Jamaican to a nigga from Memphis. For me, dog. Like, (laughs) sir. Sir, nobody gets mad at Drake. Says anything like this nigga goes from a Canadian to a Jamaican to a street nigga from Atlanta or Houston. Like, which who are you, sir? And let me say, I love Drake's music. I love his music, 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 his music because. And sometimes he still makes me not like his music. Like a few weeks ago when he was at the concert or when he was performing. And, and then he was, first of all, you come up with your track list for your concerts. And they played work and he was like, oh, I don't perform this song anymore. 
Like, so, and it's stuff like that that makes me not like Drake. Like, you're bitter. Not this Meg, that Meg. Like, <laughs> sir, we don't know that Meg. Caucasian woman? That's what he acts like. He acts like a bitter Caucasian woman. Yeah. Sir. All, all I'm saying is Drake is allowed to be that man has been Jamaican. He has been Haitian. He has been a man from Florida. He has been a man from Memphis. He has been a man from Texas. He has been from the Marshall he, Projects in New he York. He even had a house album around the time that Renaissance came out. And remember when Renaissance came out, people were writing think pieces about it. It was a big hoopla. The same, the same as the country music that she's coming out with now. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing this. But when Drake came out with a house album, it was just another Drake album. And then even with uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus had a moment where all of a sudden she was a hip-hop girly. And she went back and even dissed that moment in her life. Um, Justin Bieber gets to go back and forth between pop and hip-hop. The other and- Justin, too. Don't forget about Justin Timberlake. Don't forget about the I other mean- Justin now. Now, Justin Timberlake has always cosplayed as a, a young, a young usher, and I and I love me some Justin. I, I love I Justin. Watch your body, also, um, Who who else? Like Taylor Swift started Taylor out Swift. country. She started out. Taylor Swift started out with that guitar and them big ass glasses on, singing about that boy, and then she switched, you know, to pop. Um, I just feel like black people are not a monolith and I hate that it feels like we have to be. And I feel like I'm glad Jay-Z stood up at the Grammys and put them on notice because I was tired of every time black people get Grammys, it's best hip hop award and it's goddamn Lizzo. Lizzo (laughs) don't even do hip hop. Like why why are why is Lizzo why is Lizzo and Nipsey Hussle in the same category? Be for real. Right, and I'm not taking any shots at any of these people that I'm about to name because I absolutely love them. Like I'm some of their like biggest fans. But like people like Cardi B having Grammys and I mean I'm not saying that Megan doesn't deserve a Grammy, but it's like I feel like they also play in our artist's face. Because, as I said earlier, I'm not the biggest Onika fan. But for Nicki Minaj to not have a Grammy is wild to me. It's absolutely insane to me. I think that they're... Now, for Queen and for this this thing she just did recently, no. No, I'm not talking about recently. I'm talking about... And see, and that's the thing, and that's why... And I think that's why, like, I, I, I fight, I, like, I have a real big, like, issue with how I feel about her. Because the stuff that she's done recently and done now in the past, maybe, like, five, like, seven to five years where she's just been, like, really mean and a mean girl and been picking on people, I don't like her. I don't like that it's person. It's hard because the person you that she does, but like I said, I can't, you can't deny her star power for the time that she's been in the game. That's so, cool. like I said, for her not to have not at least one Grammy, one, not one, she should is, have. Is, is absolutely absurd to me. 
But people like, like I said, but Cardi B has Grammys. And I don't, like I said, not a Grammy, but Grammys. It's just kind of wild to me. Because we love Cardi because she's Cardi. Not for her music, honestly. Like, let's be for real. Really? And I love Cardi. Cardi's album? Huh? Oh, yes, I love that album. But let's be for real. Like, I feel like, and in some some of the things that Nicki Minaj says sometimes, I feel where she be coming from. Cardi doesn't write her music. Okay, yeah. That's, that's, that's like, Cardi, Cardi is not a real artist. Cardi, I feel like Cardi got, she, she got on Love and Hip Hop and she took advantage of that good situation and she was smart and ran with it, which is good for her. You go, girl. Like, and like I said, I love Cardi. I've loved Cardi since before Love and Hip Hop. Like, I love oh, Cardi. So, so I'm happy for her. Like, I'm proud of her. But at the same time, like I said, the, the, it's like they're playing a real artist's face. Like, come on now. I think that the Grammys need to be readjusted. That's the issue. Because Cardi, I do think that Cardi deserved a Grammy for the performance. Because that album was great. I do think that, but writing, that's different. So, yes, Nicki deserves a, a no a Grammy for being a overall artist. She deserved that. Um, Beyonce deserved album of the year. Like I love Adele down. I love Adele down. I want and, and honestly, and I'm glad Adele did that when she did that, because that was an album that I do not understand how Beyonce did not get an album of the eliminate. That wasn't. And to be honest, and this is coming from an Adele fan. I love Adele down. I'm telling you, I my fiance, when we went to Las Vegas, that man had to talk me out of paying a thousand dollars to go see that woman. Like this man had to, you know, that video where like the little boy is talking to the girl, she's nodding her head all fast and crying at the same time. That was him talking to me. <laughs> that was him talking to me, like explaining to me how unreasonable it is to pay that much money to see that woman. Like I just want to set fire to the rain. Because I wanted to. I really wanted to go see her. Oh, and God. I I love her, but that was not her best album. And when I tell you I love Adele, like I'm fighting my Adele too. <laughs> Listen, one of her songs, some of her songs will be played at my wedding. I love her, but that was not her best album. And Lemonade, I I don't know. I just told my friends the other day, I feel like Beyonce must be tapped into my phone because when she drops albums, I feel like it's personal to me because when she dropped self-titled Beyonce, that one track... I was, had, I was just about to say, honestly, pretty much her last three albums like can do no wrong to me. Like, she I, don't, dropped, I don't care what you say. Beyonce, Lemonade, and Renaissance Acts 1... Per, they're all perfection. Chef's kiss. Definitely. When she argue with your mama. <laughs> when she dropped Beyonce self-title, it was songs on the first of all, I just had my daughter. So blue, like blue hits different for me. My daughter's name. Oh is my God. When I tell you I re- I played blue on a repeat when I had my baby. <laughs> blue and then her one song about like feeling insecure in her relationship after having her baby and her man acting different. Hits, hits. Oh, you're mine. You're mine. You're mine. I just want to say you're yes. mine. You're mine. Yes. 
Then I got divorced, and this girl dropped lemonade. Oh, I know. Oh, I know you had a time with lemonade, girl. Imagine, oh, imagine, getting imagine getting divorced, and this bitch dropped lemonade. When I tell me and my baby, we gonna be all right, bitch. Oh yeah, baby. The way that, like, the way she had my summer on lock and then, like, turn around when she dropped Black is King and that was in, that was in the midst of so much, I feel like, racial tension and turmoil and just me having to find, because I feel like I've always felt so awkward being a Black woman because being in Black crowds, I always felt like I wasn't Black enough. Um, Being in white crowds always felt like I was too black and then just wanting to be in tune with my ancestors and discovering who I am as a black woman. Then she drops Renaissance and it's just like a ode to being proud to who you are, whether you gay, you straight, you black, you, you're, you're queer, like whoever you are, I'm proud of who I am. I've worked so hard to get to where I am. Beyonce, she does no wrong in my eyes and 16 carriages. 16 carriages the way I don't care my family it's literally an OD it's an OD to us oldest kids I was at first I was like the oldest daughters but no us oldest kids period like if you're the oldest you understand like listen if 16 (laughs) overworked underpaid and overwhelmed okay if 16 carriages has 10 listeners I am all 10 (laughs) listen If it has one listener, I am one. If it has zero listeners, I am dead. Still won't fold, Please listen, and that line right there, that line right there. Because baby, I've been cooking and cleaning for some time now, and ain't folded yet, baby. (laughs) Listen, ain't been in my bed in thirty-eight summers. Miss my kids. The way, listen, I listened to that song at work on Friday. The way I was ready to sign out, my daughter was in the room and I still was like, I miss her so much. They stressing me out. Oh, God. Stop a minute ago. But I'm I'm very excited for this new era. Um, I'm very excited for all the other country artists that I see are getting recognition. I can't wait for her to drop Act 3, which will be a rock and roll album. I'm sure of it. I'm really ready for that because I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a different black girl too. So, like, I understand. <laughs> I can't wait for that rock and roll album. I love, I love me some good rock. I love, I love, I love rock and roll music. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for it all, and I'm glad that this. And I, and I just love Beyonce. Like I said, she can't she can't do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care what she puts out, even if it takes some time to rub off on me. Once it rubs off, don't say nothing wrong about it. We can argue. I don't care. <laughs> That's why I just told my friends the other day. I'm so glad that I am in the beehive, but that Beyonce is so quiet because. The way Beyonce keeps making me fall in love with her, I am very unsure that if she spiraled, I don't know how I would react. Because when people say things to her, she don't say nothing. And and, and I love that because if, if, if somebody, 
like you said, that's I'm I'm so I'm so proud of her because into what where we are today and with our artists today, they always feel like they have to say something. Shut the fuck up, y'all. Like I don't I know a lot of artists probably not gonna listen to this episode or listen to this, but if y'all do, if y'all hear me, shut the fuck up. And just let your music and your art speak for itself. Get off the internet, get off the social networks, shut the fuck up. Yes. And and follow in Beyonce's footsteps. And I also wanna say with Beyonce's <laughs> with Beyonce's rollout, I have been seeing a lot of black women attack her and be like, Well, Beyonce doesn't have a brand and Beyonce's products suck and we don't like Beyonce. I've been seeing a lot of that too. Because she doesn't talk to us and because she doesn't we can't relate to her, blah blah. blah. And what I want y'all to understand is y'all don't expect the same thing from white brands like a lot of the brands y'all use especially because y'all said it with her hair care beyonce's hair is long as hell but i want y'all to go google a lot of those products that y'all use those white are men own. people white bald white men the caucasians own them louis vuitton is not owned by a bunch of niggas y'all did the y'all Caucasians know with the george jefferson haircut on those hair products that you're using gucci is not owned by a whole bunch of black people. Uh like Reebok, Nike, like y'all will buy the from only white brand people. that is really owned by a black person that people are on nowadays is Telfar. Yes. Outside outside of that, we don't own it. But y'all put so much unrealistic expectations on black women. Y'all want Beyonce to come out and put all her business out, but Y'all drag black women whether they do or whether they don't. I respect her for being private because she needs that sanity. Like the way y'all talk about her, talk about her children, talk about her husband and the expectations is weird. Just support her. Y'all y'all will support all these other brands no questions asked. You've never asked to see the owner of Nike or the CEO of Nike and his kids wearing Nike outfits. Y'all never asked uh, to see Jeff Bezos get an Amazon package shipped to his house, even though he owns Amazon, y'all never ever ever asked that man to see him use Amazon packages, but y'all expect it from Beyonce, and I just feel like it's very unfair how when it's a black billionaire, we want to jump through, we want them to jump through hoops, and we want them to do all this extra shit to appease to the black community. But when it's... And not only a black billionaire, a black woman billionaire. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not harder for black men. But, but it's definitely black women, harder for black It's women. like, as a black woman, we're expected to just do everything. Like, literally, when I say everything, everything. Like, seeing her be attacked, like, oh, I'm, we didn't... I'm, but not only are we supposed to do everything, we're supposed to stay in a box also. So I'm confused. It's, it's <laughs> very confused. weird. It's very. So what are we supposed to do? And then comparing her to to other. Oh well, well Rihanna does. Rihanna does exactly the same thing as Beyonce. She takes pictures with her brand and then goes on about her business. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to take you in a tour of their house and show you every time they use their brand. Beyonce is not supposed to have you wake up in the bed with her and Jay-Z, have no. you watch her take no. a shower. They like, want, they, want be they, realistic. Want, they want Beyonce to videotape herself waking up every morning, waking the kids up, getting them ready for school, taking them to school. We need to be in her business. 
She I needs like to be on TikTok. She needs to be on TikTok using them hair care products that she got, or else we ain't, we you shouldn't buy that. Don't buy that. As long as carpet, her hair buy shea butter that is, I mean, fucking shea moisture that is really owned by a Caucasian. <sighs> yes, not even you know. That's been girl. Don't get you some Carol's daughter. That's not even owned by Carol's daughter. Okay, Miel Organics. That's not even owned by Miel no more. Don't get me started. Mad at Beyonce. Make it make sense. But um, I think this was a great first episode. This was this was so fun. I'm excited. I know I can't wait for episode two. You know I'm about to be blowing you up about episode two. Yeah, it is okay. I am so excited. Thank you for doing And I feel like I was a little all over the place today, y'all, but it's okay. Like, this this is my first time. I can't wait to... Don't judge me. (laughs) She did great, y'all. Please, (laughs) listen, y'all do me a favor. Uh, This will be Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Please do me a favor. Leave a review. Good reviews. If y'all got something bad to say... If you haven't got anything negative to say... Send us an email. I'll say, what is our email? Oh, uh, hold on. Let me pull it up. Um, but I, I, yeah. I, what's the email, email us for the constructive criticism? Okay. Yeah, please. It is because we can podcast twenty four at gmail dot com. Again, because we can podcast twenty four at gmail dot com. If you have any constructive criticism or you don't like it and you want to leave a review, leave it there. But the good reviews, please leave them um, on Apple, on Spotify. Please share this with your friends, your coworkers, your family. We will be coming out with many more episodes. If you guys have suggestions, we talk about any and everything here. No topic is off limits. Please email us. Please leave us a review. Tell us what you want to talk about. If you want us to talk about your baby daddy listen hmm, we will if you want us to talk about mommy issues i got them i will talk oh, about i them. can't wait i can't wait till may <laughs> the mother's day issue will be lit <laughs> um but we like i said you will get to know us you will yes. get to know us <laughs> we love y'all i am praying that everyone has an amazing week an amazing black history we get out there and teach them babies something about black culture i don't care if you black white brown hispanic haitian puerto rican asian teach your kids about black history keep our them people be black too little do they know it Mm -hmm. that's the tea we love y'all and we are out of here bye love you guys goodbye